Welcome to Business Resilience Decoded, from Disaster Recovery Journal and its flawless business resilience. Now, here's your host, Vanessa Vaughn. We have a great guest lined up for you today speaking on the topic, the importance of emotional intelligence and crisis management. So let's jump right in and meet our guest, Keith Frederick, the head of organizational resilience at Duke Clinical Research Institute at Duke University. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, Vanessa. It's a pleasure to be here. So Keith, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and get into this industry? Sure. I've been in the industry about 30 years. I've been in leadership and consulting roles in areas such as emergency preparedness, crisis management, continuity, safety, compliance, enterprise resilience. And I've worked in a lot of different industries. I've worked in academic, commercial, healthcare, government, and research. And uh, I have a power background in public safety, particularly law enforcement and fire EMS. Uh, I've been responding to disasters, a better part of my career, and doing lots of planning and response. Well, you've touched a lot of areas across the entire industry. I'm excited about this conversation today. So one of the questions that I wanted to really jump right into just to level set is why is emotional intelligence important in in particular to business resilience? You know, many of us, whether we recognize it or not, struggle with this idea of emotional intelligence. So let me first start with beginning by defining what emotional intelligence or EQ is. Um, It's the ability to monitor your feelings and those of others and to use that information to help guide your thinking, behavior and relationships. It's very important to business resilience because of the challenging and stressful situations that leaders and response teams are placed in during business disruptions and of the importance of people being able to work harmoniously through a crisis. You know, having emotional intelligence really makes a great difference in the workplace, whether it's in the day-to-day situations or immediate crisis. People um, with higher EQs have greater mental health, job performance, and resilient skills. So what are some of the emotional triggers that you've seen people deal with when they are working through or managing a crisis? You know, there are lots and lots of emotional triggers that can cause an individual to get angry, get needy, shift blame, shut down, withdraw, or even act as an overly people pleaser. During business disruptions or a crisis, there are three emotional triggers that come to the forefront of my mind. The first is the effect on the individual or their family who might be experiencing anxiousness or fear because of inadequate family preparedness planning, especially um, when one of the spouses have a response obligation to their employer during a crisis or disaster that might remove them from the home environment for an extended period of time. Uh, The second is someone who gives you a disapproving look or discounts or ignores your ideas or suggestions. And then thirdly, are the interactions that we see between incident response teams. You know, they're not always perfect. For instance, someone on the team or in a leadership position being openly judgmental, critical, or maybe even undermining an individual's response actions don't fare their well. Crises can be complex and evolving, and this type of behavior can really undermine a swift recovery process and really have future impact on the response team's interactions as well as their ability to collaborate. What would you say are some of the skills necessary for those that are in a leadership position as well as professional practices? Well, Vanessa, Drs. Daniel Goldman, Travis Berry, Marsha Reynolds, and others have researched and written a lot on this topic of emotional intelligence. It, it turns out that EQ is twice as important for all jobs at all levels, especially in leadership positions and in work performance, more so than IQ. 
Um, enterprise resilience leaders and continuity practitioners alike must be aware of the reactions and choices so they can have more meaningful conversations and engagement and influence others accordingly. Only about 36% of people tested are able to accurately identify their emotions. So one of the first steps I tell people to do is to take an honest self-assessment or inventory of your emotional intelligence. There are several free and paid tools which have been validated and are located on the internet. Some of the tools, for example, for our listeners are the Institute for Health and Human Potential, Mind Tools, and Psychology Today. From a professional practice perspective, we as professional leaders and practitioners should develop solid skills in the areas of self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills, much of which comes from Dr. Goldman's earlier work. I can definitely see the value and the importance of it, especially as we think about the workplace and us working with different types of people. The next question I have for you is kind of two-part. The first is, how can business continuity planners, emergency managers, and those in other related fields create better workplace environments? And then the second part of that question is, what are the, the challenges? You know, the best answer, I'd like to start with the issues that are facing many organizations, and that's the decreased engagement, stress, and workforce disruptions that we're seeing today. You know, on an average, there's about 300,000 uh, working days that are lost each year in the United States due to absenteeism and stress, and that's probably grossly uh, underreported. A number that really impacts our planning uh, response and our workforce resilience capabilities. As I see it, most managers and leaders are not trained in emotional intelligence. So conflicts can easily arise when people passively avoid problems, get angered, or even easily rattled because people lack the skills and emotional intelligence needed to initiate a direct yet constructive conversation. Leaders and staff must be aware of their reactions and choices so they can have more meaningful conversations and engagement and also be able to influence others accordingly. So I think that HR and organizational learning play an important role in training leaders and workforce on this topic. Relationships and uh, collaboration are really key to building uh, resilience in, within your organization as well as within your leadership group. You just mentioned something about productivity. I see that as a tangible and an intangible risk. Um, and oftentimes people are always looking for a return on investment. So from your perspective, what is the value of emotional intelligence to an organization? First is that it, it really helps with motivating creativity and innovation for your teams. And, and it is kind of contagious and will work throughout your organization. Uh, the second is that it encourages and supports team-based shared actions. Third is that it gets and retains the brightest and best of the best. And um, lastly, the last two things are it helps keep conflict healthy and productive. And when you can manage stress for yourself and others, you have greater outcomes. And the value is very strong for the organization. So you just spoke a little bit about this, but what's the desired outcome of emotional intelligence? For organizations today who believe in the concept of enterprise or organizational resilience, what this does is it creates resilient teams and organizations, and that ultimately lends itself to improve response capabilities and outcomes during our day-to-day -day operations in a crisis situation. So I think about people who are hiring, I think about business owners and people who are leading teams of emergency management and business continuity professionals. And so I wanted to ask you, for those of us who are looking to be more emotionally intelligent, what would you say our next steps should be in this process? Well, Vanessa, I would um, challenge our listeners today with a call to action. And my first suggestion is to consider the following. 
Think about tracking your emotional states for two to three weeks. And second is start asking yourself what is triggering each state or the way you react to situations. Third is that you identify the most common triggers of emotions that drain you. And then for the fourth being for about a week, try to notice what these three triggers are that are driving your emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. My second main suggestion is that you focus on your relationship management. And some of the tips really are in common sense. That is that you should be practicing and maintaining an open-door policy and think about being courteous and open and avoid signals when communicating, whether verbally or non-verbally. Make your feedback direct and constructive. And also, think about taking feedback well and build trust in the relationships you have. Only get angry on purpose. And please, try to avoid the inevitable and tackle the tough stuff. Don't avoid things passively. You know. And then lastly, acknowledge the other person's feelings. The third main thing that I would suggest is that people take a deeper dive into EQ by learning more about it in its proper application, particularly in the areas of self-awareness and self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. Some of the best books I would suggest for a listening audience are Goldman's work, which is Focus the Hidden Driver of Excellence, Dr. Bradbury, Emotional Intelligence 2.0, Dr. Reynolds, Outsmart Your Brain, uh, which includes techniques of relaxation, detachment center, and focusing. I think these will help you inside and outside of the workplace more deeply and help you understand emotional intelligence by learning techniques that will help you better know yourself, manage yourself, and manage your relationships with others. Ultimately, this is going to impact your effectiveness as a leader, motivation, and engagement. Keith, how can our listeners find you? They can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm out there on LinkedIn, and I also have my personal email address on my LinkedIn page. Well, there you have it. Thanks for tuning into Business Resilience Decoded with the Disaster Recovery Journal and Asphalus. Look out for future episodes. Business Resilience Decoded is produced and edited by John Seals. For more information, visit drj.com slash decoded and asphalusadvisors.com slash decoded. Write to us on Twitter at drdecoded.